Patchwork Heart Ministry and Fiat Ministry Network present Hear Your Faith, a brand new audio subscription service that features a growing collection of uplifting Catholic audio choruses, talks, and other exclusive content to help you grow deeper in your faith and knowledge of Catholicism. Subscribe today at patreon.com slash patchworkheartministry. Welcome to the Sewing Hope Podcast. This is a show all about implanting hope in our hearts. I'm Bill Snyder, joined by my friend Dan DeSantis. We're glad you're here for our uplifting conversation about faith and how it sustains our hearts through all the seasons of life. Thanks for walking with us. And good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Sewing Hope Podcast. I am Bill Snyder, and thank you so much for tuning in and listening, uh, no matter how you're doing so, thank you for being here this evening. As always, I am joined by my friend and co-host, Ann DeSantis. How are you this evening, Ann? Oh, I'm great. You know, June is my favorite month, so I couldn't be better. <laughs> <laughs> I love June. And guess what? I'm going on vacation next week, Bill. Yeah, so am I. And everyone, so <laughs> that's so going to be great. <laughs> it is. It's going to be nice. Uh, but before we do that, we have a wonderful show uh, for everybody this evening. And so uh, even though it is our last show before vacation, tell us uh, who we have as guests this evening. Yes, I have been anticipating this show for a while. So I am so blessed and excited to uh, uh, introduce you to two friends, uh, Tony McFadden. And Tony is a pro-life speaker and founder of the program Relationships Matter. And you can learn about her at her website at tonymcfadden.com. Now I will say she spells her name T-O-N-I McFadden.com. And there's so much to learn about her. She's an amazing speaker. And I also have my friend Marlene Downing. She is a pro-life speaker and author and the director of the Hope Pregnancy Center in Philadelphia. And you can find out more about the Pregnancy Center at hopepregnancycenter.org. I will announce that again because I want to make sure that our listeners uh, can check out those two beautiful websites and learn more about my friends, Tony and Marlene. So I welcome you both, uh, Tony and Marlene, to this program. Thank you so much Thank for you. having us. Yeah, we, we have so much to talk about because uh, Bill and I and Marlene and Tony, we're all on the same page on this uh, one topic. And more than one topic, but particularly this one, is the pro-life message that every single life counts from conception until natural death. And my two friends here are very involved in the pro-life movement uh, in Pennsylvania. So uh, maybe we can start out with Tony and you can tell us about your ministry and your story. Yes. So my ministry is called Relationships Matter, and it's kind of a twofold thing. Um, I go into either youth groups or I talk to young adults in, uh, and sometimes even parents speak to parents on the importance of saving sex for marriage. And it's not just saving sex for marriage, but giving them um, these kids the tools of why it makes sense 
and not just simply talking about STDs or pregnancy, but um, talking about their worth, their value, because sex has been degraded in our culture and in the process, they are being degraded as well. And so I'm trying to give them the tools to combat the culture, which is telling them the very opposite thing that of what I'm telling them. So that's the relationships matter piece. Um, I often speak on pro-life issues because I had an abortion when I was a senior in high school. And I realized back then that there was a strategic plan to not tell me all the information that I needed to know before I made it, made that decision. There was information withheld from me. Never was I asked, are you sure you don't want to do this or you have other options? Um, I didn't know about fetal development, anything like that. I was given the RU486 pill, which right now, if you know, that is the big story right now through telehealth because of COVID, they're trying to mail these pills to girls right now. So um, that was very traumatic for me. Uh, my pills actually didn't work. There's two sets. The first set, it ends the life of the baby. It causes the baby to detach from uh, the uterus and basically the baby starves to death. And then 24 to 48 hours, you're told to take a second set of pills that will um, expose the baby. My pills didn't work um, until two months afterwards while I was in school. And I was so uneducated about how these were supposed to work that I probably could have died um, because of the hemorrhaging that I experienced. And I kind of stuffed all that down and tried to move on, but it was affecting me in so many other areas of my life that I didn't even realize. Long story short, I became a believer about four years after that and I started working for a crisis pregnancy center and would speak to kids even then on saving sex for marriage. And I would share my story and how I was waiting for marriage. And I waited eight years before my husband came into my life. A beautiful part about my husband is that he was the same boy I had the abortion with 10 years prior. And <laughs> he had gotten saved on his own through his own journey. And God told him to come back to me to apologize for just breaking up with me literally the day after we had the abortion. And he came back to apologize and neither of us knew we were both believers. And, you know, lo and behold, Incredible. we got married and now we have four beautiful children. So I'm very oh. passionate about people seeing healing because I've walked through and I've seen God do that. What a beautiful story. Thank you. That was a quick version. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know that was a short version. Yeah. Because Tony, Tony was a guest on another TV show that I uh, was the host for for quite a while. And now I'm the host for a different show, uh, this and also another one on Fiat Ministry Network, which you're going to be a guest there too. Mm -hmm. And maybe we can hear, hear the, the longer version there yeah. uh, <laughs> on that one. <laughs> be glad to tell So it. much to talk about. So amazing. And how about uh, you, Marlene? Uh, maybe we can be introduced to, to you and also uh, what you do and anything that you would like to share with our listeners. Absolutely. So I, um, I am the director of the Hope Pregnancy Center. Um, that's, as I shared in other podcasts, it's something that I've really 
um, never envisioned myself being. I, I never asked for this occupation. It's just something that God set up, which is so beautiful. Um, what happened was I have been a member of Greater Exodus Baptist Church. My pastor is um, Pastor Herbert Lust um, II. He um, was an was an Eagles former Eagles player, um, and he he founded um, the Hope Center in two thousand nine. Um, so as I'm going to the church, I've been to the been going to the church for about 20 years now on and off. Um, but I just started really, really going constantly um, for the past five years, I'd say. And I guess my pastor saw the growth. Um, so there is a gentleman um, by the name of Pastor Childress, um, who is also a speaker in the, the video, um, the, the Black Ma'afa. Um, and and he has uh, a pro-life uh, march every every year from our church. We march from our church, Greater Exodus Baptist Church on Broad and Fairmount to Center City City Hall um, in Philadelphia. And and each and every year I, you know, I've heard about this march and I, I said I need to go because I myself have had an abortion. Um, actually two. Um, and, you know, prior to that, I knew that it was wrong, but I did not have um, and what God had revealed to me. I did not have that knowledge at that time or the wisdom that he gave me from from growing in Christ. Um, so one day I just said, OK, I'm just going to go march. And um, I went and and I as I was marching, my pastor is running by me and I saw him and, and he turned around. And he says, I'm looking for a director of the, the pregnancy center. <laughs> and and I, said, I said to myself, I said, he cannot be serious. Like, you know, I, I, I live in Delaware now. I moved from Philadelphia to Delaware, but I live in Delaware now. So I lived like five minutes away from this corporate organization that I worked for for almost 10 years. And so, you know, I had gotten comfortable there, but I knew that it wasn't fulfilling for me. Like I was the type of person that, that is in the cubicles, like, you know, kind of preaching to people, telling them, um, talking to them and, and giving them advice. And it, it's all godly advice. Um, but, um, you know, just, just being grown up in Christ and like really getting closer to God is really what, what brought me to, um, to this, this, this moment in time where, where I just didn't even know that that this was going to be the destiny or the path that he was going to take me. So when he said that, I really didn't take it seriously. Um, I just kind of brushed it off like he's just joking. He's running by like he's not serious. So then the next week in church, um, Jim Maxim, who is, uh, gosh, like his ministry, he does the Valley Forge Prayer Breakfast every, every year, but he's an amazing guy. But he does um, a lot of prayer, um, prayer like he's big on prayer um, and, it, and he speaks to churches about it. So he came to our church one day and he's speaking about um, prayer and I'm, I'm like enjoying everything he's saying. I said, you know, um, I have to go, but like God was telling me to go down to the front and, and shake his hand or talk to him or say something, you know, that was a great message. And I'm thinking to myself, I just have, I, I need to go. But then I said, you know what, let me just turn around and just go say hi. I walked down to the front, my pastor standing to the left and then Jim is standing in the middle and I walk up and I said, hi, I'm Marlene. Um, you know, that, that was a great message. And my pastor turns around and he says, this is the person I need you to speak with, to interview with. 
said <laughs> like I never said that I was gonna I was like okay <laughs> oh wow so, How so I went yeah I went home and I prayed about it and you know I I started that was the really the first time I really started to to think about um you know being the changing changing occupations um because it was just something that I was so used to um so I decided that that I was going to do the interview. I had the interview with Jim. It was an amazing interview. Um, he said, you know, we'll get back in touch with you. Long story short, there was a lot of flip-flopping, a lot of, you know, people that, that, that may not have thought that, you know, it was the best position for me because I didn't have experience. Um, but bottom line, God is who he is and there's nothing stopping it when the doors open for you and it's God, then there's nothing that's going to stop that. So that's what happened. Um, two years, it was about two to three years ago. Um, but when I say about abortion, like, you know, the fact that, that I knew that it was wrong and I did not understand, you know, the depths of it and how wrong it was, I just had an idea that, you know, I had the abortions and they were wrong and I really felt guilty, but I just didn't have the the notion or, or the, the mindset to know like what God's heart was for it. So after that march, um, I went and um, I got in my car and I'm driving home and I, I'm like had worship music on and I'm I'm praising God and I'm listening and I'm you know talking to Him because I had a fast prior to that. It's just so it's a long story. Yeah, sure. So um, so. so in that fast, I had several revelations. So the first revelation that he gave me was that forgiveness is so important. Like if we allow offense to hit our heart, um, we must forgive immediately because if we don't, it allows that, that root of bitterness to hit us and take root. Um, and it, it, it's something that can hinder us. So he doesn't want that to happen. So that's like something that he gave me, like, just as soon as like something offends you, just let it go. Um, it's, it's not, it's nothing worse, you know, allowing something to change your heart because our hearts are deceitfully wicked in all of its ways. Um, and then the second one was about heaven because when I was in, you know, in transition and waiting for, you know, the phone calls to come back of whether I was going to leave the job or not, um, a young lady gave me a book and it was called, um, uh, the heaven book, the, the, the young man that went to heaven. What was, what was that, that book? Um, yeah, I, I heaven can... for real. Yeah, yes. heaven, heaven is for real. So, so I read that book and I'm like, wow, you know, I I know that you know from 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 scriptures, I know that heaven is real. But he just gave me an appetite to find out more. So, so I just started reading and I I, I you know saw videos of people with near life death experiences and. Um, just, just a lot of things that I, I started to research about heaven and, and I got, you know, just the glorious confirmation from God of how beautiful heaven is going to be when we get there. Amen. And the fact that, that people that have gone before us will greet us. Um, so, so that was one thing. And then when I'm driving home, he brings that back to my memory and he's like, you know, Marlene, you remember that I told you that, you know, how, you know, about heaven. And I say, yes, it's like, it's, you know, and I'm not speaking to him, but it's, it's like a, you know, how it is when you, you talk to God and he's, um, and he says, he says, well, when you get to heaven, your, your children will be there to greet you. 
And so at that moment, I lost it. I I couldn't I I couldn't deal anymore. I just like started sobbing, and and then like that is the moment that I got the revelation that I had actually killed my kids. Wow. Um, so it, it's it when I when I say that it's so important to me that people understand exactly what it is. It's not just knowing that abortion is wrong, but it's getting that full revelation of what it is. Um, and I think that, that people don't understand, like there are some people that just don't know, like, like Tony said, that, that there were things that were withheld from her. Um, and, and, and a lot of times in our communities, it's just shown as a procedure. It's not that you're, you're killing or taking a life, but that is exactly what it is. It's murder. So, um, with that revelation, it was enough fuel for me to be able to, you know, just, continue to move forward. And, and as I started working and, you know, with the Hope Center and everything that I've been doing with the young ladies that come into the center, it's just, it's unfolding a little bit more. So I'm, I'm really, really excited about what God is doing. And I also have a heart for the youth and their purity. Um, I, I just think it's so important to the pro-life movement to be able to speak to that because that is where it starts. So, um, that's the, the short of it. <laughs> Just awesome. Yeah. Thank you both. Uh, thank you both so much for your, um, you know, wisdom and your and your courage. I mean, there's so much courage that you that you are, you know taking tonight just to share this on a podcast or you know and and I know that it's you know what you guys are doing professionally. But it still takes a ton of courage to be able to do this professionally in this in this culture yeah. that we live in. Yeah. Um, and and so thank you for your um, for your courage and, and and for speaking a lot of truth. You know, uh, the the truth is necessary, um, you know, and it's and it's not about offending people. It's just about this is what the truth is. And so speaking that out and making that real because uh, you never know who's listening, you know, to these podcasts, and whether it's on uh, live right now or whether it's later, uh, the Holy Spirit is making divine appointments <laughs> with absolutely with uh, people. And so, thank you for yeah. thank you so much. I thank you too, and 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 really, I believe that God uh, designed for this podcast this evening, as both of you were brought into my life, and and the invitation was there to share. Now, we've been through so much as a country with COVID-19 over the last, you know, several months. And then, of course, weeks back, the death of, of George Floyd, which made a national impact for people to reflect on the fact that Black Lives Matter. I wondered if either of you could reflect on that. I will say that Tony had shared with me uh, a week or so ago on Facebook a documentary that really opened up my eyes to an entire look at history when it comes to that, that topic. I wondered, uh, maybe Tony, you can start out with just telling us about that and any thoughts yeah. that you have on black lives mattering. Well, it's a catchy slogan, right? <laughs> because no one's going to argue that black lives matter. Of course they do, but what I have told people who are asking me questions about that movement and really searching because you're seeing 
things on TV, like, hmm, I don't know if that <laughs> that lines up with what I believe. And I think the problem is that the Black Lives Matter movement organization has an agenda. And that agenda does not line up with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Um, if you look on their website, you go to their about page, what you're going to see is this was created in 2017 after Trayvon Martin was killed. And it's by three liberal, um, two of them who would call themselves queer, one who's gay, um, and they want to promote not only the LGBTQ plus um, lifestyle, but also helping children to come out. Um, they also want to dismantle the fatherhood <laughs> agenda. Like they don't even mention fathers at all. And so if we want to talk about systemic racism, it starts in the home. It starts with fatherlessness. That is the breakdown of the black community is our fathers have been taken out of the home. And so they're taking their agenda for something else and trying to push that on the black community every time there is a shooting that of a white cop towards a black man. I don't see them standing outside abortion clinics. I don't see them standing in Chicago when the week that I think it was the exact week of George Floyd passing away that a little girl got shot by a drive-by shooting. And then over Father Day weekend, a little three-year-old died. And so if we're going to talk about Black Lives Mattering, you need to talk about all of them because the number one killer in our community is abortion. But as soon as you bring that up, they don't want to talk about that. So there are, it's a one narrow, and I would even say that they don't really care about Black lives, that their agenda is, you know, not to care about us. I mean, I've lost my Black card like 10 times now <laughs> because I don't fit the narrative. I'm not a victim. I'm not oppressed. I'm not worried about racial issues every single day of my life. Does racism exist? Yes. We live in a fallen and broken world. I've experienced racism. The difference is I know who I am in Christ and what people say to me outside of who, how Christ sees me does not define me. And I've gotten ahead just like any other person, regardless of skin color. I believe it's a socioeconomic issue because there's white people who are not do are poor and don't have so and there's Spanish people and there's so if they don't fit that mold so they're just left out that's why people would probably argue and say well all lives matter of course because each and every one of us is created in the image of God therefore we're all due respect we all have value which is why I'm pro-life from womb to tomb I don't care what your skin color is um, if we believe in this victim mentality, that's how we're going to operate. And I refuse to look at my brothers and sisters, especially in the black community and say, yes, you're oppressed. We need to, we need the government to get ahead and we need other people to bow down to us. If I see another one of those videos of white people bowing down and kissing the feet of black people, I'm going to lose it because <laughs> that's not, I mean, that's heartbreaking to me that I have white people f afraid to say anything or, or 
feel like they can't be white or ashamed that they're white. I'm like, you can't change your skin color. <laughs> like, right. You, yeah. God made you perfectly. If you have some race racism in your heart, you need to repent and move on. You know, if you really have to, that's a heart issue that you can't just look at one race and say, you're all racist because of this, or you're all, you can't do that. We're all unique. We all have different things um, to add. And not all black people are the same either. We're unique too. And we're coming from different backgrounds as well. And so I believe that the black lives matter movement is not for black people. I do not believe that that is their agenda. Um, because if it was, they would be consistent in all areas. Thank you so much for sharing. And I wonder if you could just take maybe a minute or two or more, whatever you feel. Mm -hmm. The documentary that you shared a couple weeks ago, where can they find that? It was eye-opening to me. I didn't know a lot of those facts. Mm -hmm. And also, Tony, just thank you so much for uh, uh, expressing yourself so clearly there um, in what you just said. because. um, I know that people may or may not know that are just popping on this podcast now is that uh, both Tony uh, McFadden and Marlene Downing are women of color and they are very pro-life. They do believe, and as you said, womb to tomb and, and are, uh, they, they know that black lives matter, but they also know that uh, God has, there's a dignity in every human life. And, and I know that you're really trying to promote that in every way. So yes. what's about that documentary? So the documentary is called Mahafa 21, M-A-A-F-A 21. You can watch it on YouTube. It is a long documentary, but it's worth every single minute of it. And it talks about the history of Planned Parenthood, which was called uh, the Birth Control League before it was called Planned Parenthood um, with their racist founder, Margaret Sanger, and her push for the eugenics movement which targeted black people. Um, This was because after the civil war, they couldn't send blacks back to Africa. And so they wanted to create a positive eugenics if there is such a thing, but that was actually for white people to have as many babies as possible to outnumber the blacks, but that didn't work. And so they initiated sterilization. I mean, they sterilized girls as young as eight years old. And um, then it was the push of, you know, abortion, obviously 75, and that's still happening today in their target because 75 to 80% of abortion clinics are in the inner city in low income areas. And that's not just like, just because it's designed that way. And so this documentary really breaks down the history of Planned Parenthood and how there is a black genocide happening Um you know, just in 2010, um, more babies were aborted or no, that was 2019 in New York city, more black babies were aborted than born alive. Wow. And if we, uh, right now, I think we make up like 13% of the population, uh, women have about all close to 40% of the abortions, which, I mean, if we get to 10%, we're not going to have a race. That, I mean, that's how important it is that we need to be talking about this Black genocide because it is still happening and Planned Parenthood has convinced Black women to do it themselves under the altar of choice. 
and, you know, your body, your choice and making this seem like it's normal and they're killing us. So that is what that documentary um, reveals. And it's very well done and has a lot of um, shows you where it's all coming from, from letters that Margaret Sanger wrote to other people and the people behind the whole eugenics movement. And um, it's very eye-opening and alarming. Yeah, I would say so too. And I do plan on sharing that on my Facebook. So you can even keep an eye on uh, Ann DeSantis on Facebook or one of the related sites there because I just, I couldn't stop watching this show and it was so well done. And, you know, there's a tie even to uh, the Holocaust and Adolf Hitler and his relationship Mm -hmm. with the eugenics movement, which eventually became Mm -hmm. Planned Parenthood. So keep that in Mm -hmm. mind for those who are listening. And it went back further than that. And it's, it's just, it was just fascinating. Um, So turning to you, Marlene, I wondered now, uh, we talked about Black Lives Matter with Tony. I wondered if you had some thoughts there. I do. Um, so I was actually watching that the the Mafa. I can't pronounce it. Mafa Twenty One. Um, and and as I was watching it, it, it was almost like my whole being and my soul just began to feel oppressed. Um, and and I felt the the hurt and the shame um, of the the black people and and what what we've been through throughout the ages. Um, just even you know way back um but but one thing that 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 has always been in my spirit is and god does speak to me and it's it's that yes the it is about the elitist um it's not so much of a race issue that we're dealing with we're dealing with a good versus evil issue that has been you know it's 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 ancient and and it's something that that we have to really recognize that that the enemy can use anything. So he's used racism over the years to, to cause this division um, so that, so that we could continue to have a fight. And, and this is the fight that we're dealing with. Um, So I just, I just really believe that, that as a black an African American person or as a black person um, that, that I won't fall victim to the feeling, feeling oppressed, even though I, I know that in the past and even now there, there is oppression. Um, but we don't have to succumb to it because we, we are who we are in Christ. Um, and just like Tony said, there's Amen. nobody that can change the fact that, that I'm African-American. God made me that way. Nobody can change the fact that you are who you are. He made you the way that you are. Um, but you know, I, I guess people just don't don't look to Christ enough um, to to help them heal from from the things that they deal with from people. Um, it, it's it's just it's really sad that that we that people play on that. And Black Lives Matter is playing on on the fact that people have been hurt and and just really really just need to heal. So yes. that's that's my take on it. I just I just think that that everyone needs to just realize who they are, know their worth and, and just keep, <laughs> keep moving and keep moving in the light, like, and stay out of that darkness. It's just, it's not a good place to be. 
It's hard. It's hard in today's culture and world to do that. But but I commend both of you for really doing that so well. Um, and, and, you know, in your work, you know, I, I, I really feel, uh, you know, listening to both of you talk, uh, and especially about that documentary, which I haven't quite seen yet, but uh, it reminds me of a book uh, by, um, by uh, I'm going to forget his name right now, uh, but, it's, uh, but, it's, it, the, but the title of the book is called uh, Abortion, uh, men, men Started It, Men Can End It. And it was uh, mm-hmm. written by uh, a gentleman who uh, was the founder of Online for Life, which is now uh, the Human Coalition. And so if, uh, if, if you, um, his first name is Brian, but I'm not blanking on his last name. But anyway, um, if you read that book as well, it, it, it exactly talks about what you're talking about, the eugenics movement, how it was uh, geared toward, um, you know, creating a, you know, pure race or whatever they want, whatever, whatever, they, whatever they want to call it. That's what this was geared toward. And it goes through the whole history. And so, you know, having an understanding about, you know, who, who, who is attacking you? You know, I, I, you know, I think that's a large piece of it. You know, you have to know your mm-hmm. enemy. You have to know yeah, your enemy right. in order to defeat the enemy. And right. as you talked about, it's, the, it's definitely the, you know, the powers and principalities. This is a good versus evil issue. But still, the agents that are, that are doing this, you know, <laughs> the, the agents that are you know, yeah. impacting this are so important to recognize where it's coming from, that it's historical, that it's not just, you know, popped up in the last, you know, five mm-hmm. years. And, and, you know, this is something new. No, this is a calculated, coordinated effort over the, a very, very long time. And so we, we have to be able to fight that fight uh, very well and, 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 have, and be armed with knowledge. So, yeah, I encourage readers uh, and, and, and listeners to really go ahead and get these books, get, watch these uh, documentaries, educate yourself a little bit, uh, and, and know who's out there who's attacking you and who's attacking your, um, your, your future. Because that's really what it comes down to is, you know, it, and it's not just, uh, you know, b- black lives. It's not just white lives. It's not just Hispanic lives. It's not, it's not just, it, it's, it's all lives. And, it, and it's a way of life that's being attacked, which is the Christian way of life. I agree with you there, Bill, for sure. And, um, you know, there, there's just so much to unpack here, so much to unpack. Uh, so I appreciate it from both of you, uh, your experience, your thoughts on Black Lives Matter. Now, we're also in an election year where we're always praying as pro-life people that people's eyes will open up and politically and, and through our justice system that we will see some changes there. Not that we need to get into who to vote for, but I wondered if you can talk about each of you, maybe the importance of voting for uh, candidates that will uh, elect justices that will represent life. Maybe Tony, we can start with you. Well, well, I mean, I'll be blunt. I'm not gonna vote for people who on one party, every single candidate (laughs) was for abortion. (laughs) And if you haven't heard, uh, Joe Biden was just, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, not promoted, but Planned Parenthood endorsed, just endorsed Joe Biden. Okay. So, okay. So my vote's definitely not going there and I'm still black because <laughs> you know, <laughs> he says, obviously I'm not, and I don't know who I'm voting for. 
Um, but that's the beauty of living in America is that I can make my own decisions based off of my values and my morals. And um, obviously, President Trump is not perfect, but a lot of his policies I do agree with. And he has done a lot for the Black community, like the historical Black colleges and the unemployment rate. And he's not just talking about trying to get our vote. He's actually demonstrating through his actions. And that's the thing that I look for when he says promises, um, uh, that he's going to keep his promises. I've seen that over time happen. And so, um, I mean, I don't like to box myself in and say I'm I like just saying I'm conservative (laughs) and, um, just watching, being able to be there at the March for Life and seeing him speak there, the first ever president to speak at a March for Life was amazing. And that felt historical (laughs) to me um, that he would do that. And I know a lot of people would say, oh, he just wants the vote, but he has taken money from Planned Parenthood. Do I want him to take more from them? Yes. Um, I know that he has surrounded him. And I say this to my kids. I say, who you surround yourself with tells a lot about who you are. And I like the people that he surrounds himself with. So on that end, um, he's my only option. (laughs) I'm not going (laughs) to vote for him. I'm not telling people who to vote for. for, But for me personally, um, I I am a one issue voter because if babies in the womb don't have rights, no one has rights. So I don't mind being a one issue voter. Yeah, it's it, and and I think uh, it was good to talk about that because uh, not so much that on this on any program, you know, uh, Patchwork Heart Ministry is a nonprofit that uh, does not uh, endorse candidates. Obviously, mm-hmm. it's just the way that it is. But at the same time, we can talk about the issues and talk about the importance of uh, the pro life, right, and how important mm-hmm. that is. So, um, I thank you for uh, for sharing that, Marlene. Do you have any thoughts? Absolutely. Um, I, if I were, if I were president, <laughs> I would not be standing with Planned Parenthood. And and I know that that I am a person that is is about Jesus. Like I'm all about I'm all about God, and I'm I'm just all about His will. So I would want that for America. And I I believe that I've seen that. Um, you know, with with Trump, that he's not afraid to to just speak his mind on how he feels about, about Jesus and about his faith and about pro-life. And that's important um, because there's a lot of people that, that just are looking for, for money. They're looking to go towards an agenda um, just, you know, because they don't want to, to, they want to conform. Um, I don't need somebody to conform because we need to, the American needs to change period. So. Yeah, thank you for both for sharing. Yeah, no, it's wonderful uh, to be able to, you know, talk openly and candidly about these issues. And, you know, it, it's difficult at times to, you know, just talk openly about what we believe. And I think a lot of times when we as, um, when we as, maybe more um, centrist or conservative people um, have, have an opinion, it is kept to ourselves. 
Whereas uh, I, I remember a few, I remember a few years ago it was actually um, Clint Eastwood was talking about that. <laughs> Clint Eastwood oh. of all people was talking about that. Um, and he was saying, you know, just by the nature of the word, it's not something that we necessarily speak out, um, you know, on these issues. And, and honestly, the, the machine, I mean, you know, I, I studied, you know, TV, radio production in my college and I, I, I do this professionally. I see it through a different lens, um, you know, the, how, how, how the media works. And I, and I, and I'll just say this to, 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 the viewers and, and listeners, that um, we to had a class my senior year called news making. <laughs> now, there's a ton wrong with that. We don't make news. We report news. <laughs> right? That's right. And, and, and this is what's being taught to people who are out here in the media. This is what's being taught. And as, as you start down this down this road of 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 honestly starting to talk about this, you know, you know, we we were talking before the show. Hey, you know, if we put a hashtag on this later as we as we share this, you know, Black Lives Matter, this will go viral, and then people will quickly realize that <laughs> there will be all this, you know, negative talk all over the all over the Facebook wall, all over the Instagram wall, right? This is because the people that are running the mainstream large media out there. Are are doing so with an education that has been given to them to uh, steer the direction of of the masses, and unfortunately, so many of us are not educated in understanding that we are to think for ourselves. That it's okay to stop. It's okay to think for ourselves and and say, you know what? No, I do disagree with you. And even though there are you know, the ratings are through the roof and there's a Super Bowl audience watching this stuff, it's okay to say, I disagree. And I, and I know a million other people who agree with me and not just this, what is being shoved out there to, you know, the masses each and every week uh, through our television shows, through our Netflix programs. And we have a responsibility to also create, and that's what we do here, is to create content that stands up to that bullying because it really is bullying it on, on on that level so i so i appreciate you both coming on and talking about these you know tough tough issues uh to where 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 many people just cower away and say oh well i'm not going to go on that pri-. you know i can't talk to them about this you know so i so i appreciate you sharing your mind and sharing your personal opinions and sharing your um, belief in the truth that we all share in in jesus christ so i just really appreciate that and thank you for that yeah i do too honestly thank you both it's a blessing you know we have about 15 or uh, so minutes left in the program uh, I thought for people who might be listening, and and I do think it's kind of fascinating for us to talk about the correlation and uh, the you know the idea of that Black Lives Matter also should should include uh, the pro life movement. So if somebody's listening, you know, there's people out there that don't know about the pro life movement. They don't understand that some of these Planned Parenthoods are being placed in neighborhoods where they are predominantly African-American communities and Hispanic communities. And, and maybe, I don't know if either of you can, can share on that because 
some of our friends who go to those abortion clinics every weekend and pray in front of the Planned Parenthood or the clinics, uh, such a high percentage of those uh, women are uh, women of color. So how can they become more educated in that, knowing that, you know what, if Black Lives Matter, and let's think about this too, because it's affecting your whole race, right? It is affecting the race. I just want to say to um, people who who just may be afraid um, to stand for what's right, um, they know that abortion is wrong. Even in the church, I, I go and I pray outside of the, the Planned Parenthood and the Women's Center over on 777 Apple Tree in Philadelphia. It's it's terrible out there. But all, all I see um, when I go out there is there's there's actually no african-american people out there standing um except for myself and um my my pastor's son you know he'll come out there every every now and then and and then you know there's so many so many people that are out there constantly you know advocating for for life but but where where are we and i just want to say to to people just like it's time to stand up like you cannot allow the enemy to win like he he's right now he's 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 gaining ground he's gaining territory and he does not care about you know he doesn't care about us we have we have to stand um so even watching that that video um i i just really really and I'm, i hope that you share it i really think that once people start seeing things like that then they'll understand exactly what it is and be more apt to to stand, you know, for it. And it should it should not take that. Um, excuse me for the dog in the background, but it should not take that, you know, for them to see that it's it's killing so many African Americans. It should be just that it's life, you know, that a life is 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 being taken. And and like I said, my wisdom and, and the fact that that I know what I know now. It's it's really really nothing that can can change me, and I'm I'm all in like I'm all for for life, and I'm going to stand for it until the day I die. Yeah. Um, I would add a challenge to the church to educate and talk about it more from the pulpit. Amen. Um, I know there are many women who are hurting in the church who have never talked about their abortion has have not gotten healing. And I don't believe it's enough to just speak about it on the sanctity of human life Sunday. Um, I know personally for myself, when I had my abortion or after I became a believer, I didn't tell anyone for almost three years because I thought that was the one thing Christians weren't going to forgive me for. And I had this screwed view of, because I just, it wasn't talked about or, or the post-abortive area wasn't talked about. And it was just saying, you know, it's wrong, which obviously it is. Um, but we need that full spectrum. So I think we need to just like sex and relationships, like that needs to be mm-hmm. talked about too, and not being afraid to talk about those things because we're afraid we're going to offend someone um because i don't know the truth does offend it does the gospel is offensive when we're not living the way god created us to live but once you get through that and you realize that he died for those offenses and has set you free 
by his resurrection and like that power now lives in you, that is freedom. And so, I mean, I want to see people understand that life is valuable no matter where you reside. It's not that you're less valuable because you're in the womb and suddenly when you're out of the womb, now you're more valuable because I feel like that's how we're treating people right now. Like with the George Floyd thing, it's like they're outraged, which they should be, but then you bring in abortion and they're like outraged that you're even bringing up that subject. Yes. Which, you know, so yes. The education is key because I think a lot of women are having abortions because they are not educated, but we have so much technology. There's like almost no excuse now. You can Google and YouTube anything now (laughs) and organizations I love is like live action, Lila Rose and uh, Students for Life. There's so many organizations out there and we can band together and really be one voice to fight for this would be amazing. So that's why I love partnering with, you know, coming on this podcast and other, you know, and just being a voice for these babies and um, linking arms together because the more voices, the better. Hey, I agree. And if anybody's listening, you know, hey, maybe we have something going even here on this podcast and some friends that can join together to not be afraid, right? Because there's a lot of fear. People are afraid that their their friends are going to think they're like racist or, you know, uh, against, uh, you know, what everybody else uh, is, is trying to uh, protect in our culture, but remembering that protecting life of all stages is so important too. I mean, if, if not even, uh, I don't want to say every, I mean, all, all protecting all of life is important, but let's not forget babies, you know, right. let's not forget that. And elderly too. Sometimes, you know, yeah, that's the other end of the spectrum that you don't hear as much about. Um, and, and, and for us to also make that prayer for the elderly too. Right. So uh, I wondered if either of you could speak also about children, because a lot of it starts with the education of our children. Um, How do you handle that with your own families? Um, I'm just the example. I, of course, I didn't do everything the right way. Um, I I have two kids out of wedlock. Um, But but when I started to, um, to, get closer to, to God and, and just really understand who I was and my worth, um, that changed me. And I was able to really walk upright for them. Um, and they were able to see their mother, you know, even, even in the transformation, like my, my oldest daughter is 19. Um, she was able to see some things change with me and understand that the reason that change came in is because of Christ. And, and both of them have accepted Christ into their life. Now I have a 10 year old that, that walked down the island and Morgan, Morgan did as well. So um, it's just, it's just a great thing to know that you're an example um, and, and that you, you can, you can really rest assured that they are watching, you know, a, a great version of a parent. Um, if there can't be two in the home and, and hopefully they will be too soon, but we'll see. That's right. <laughs> I'm going to pray that in Marlene. Yeah, please, please. Same here. Same here. <laughs> um, well, my, 
for my children, um, they're still pretty young. They're 10, 9, 8, and 5. So we, it's more like Marlene was saying, you're living out your faith. You're living out as best as you can um, what's honoring to God. And I also know apologizing is very powerful <laughs> as well to my yes. children when I'm not showing them <laughs> Christ-like <laughs> qualities. Um, it's a reminder that we all need the gospel. But um, when it comes to just what the world is throwing at them, um, we as as parents, we especially like the topic of sex and relationships, um, obviously we haven't talked to them specifically about that, but we want it to be an ongoing conversation and we want to, we are working hard to create a level of trust with them so that they could ask us anything about, and we're not going to freak out. Sometimes I have to freak out like later, but you know, you put the, <laughs> because sometimes they just come up with questions. You're like, uh, I wasn't prepared for that. And I'll just like, okay, well, we're going to come back to that. And so then I'll talk to my husband and we'll, you know, figure it out. But, um, you know, we want it to be an ongoing conversation with them and, um, establishing that level of trust where they know they can come to us at any time with any kind of question. Um, and it's kind of, you got to know your kids and to kind of know what they're ready for and what they're not. And because each of my kids are very unique and my eight year old girl is very, very mature for her age. <laughs> More mature than my 10 year old boy. And there are just things that she's very curious about and not anything like crazy, but that's just the the kind of character she has that God's developed in her and that she's very asked a lot of questions about everything. She needs to figure out how does this work? How does this work? So, um, but I think trust is huge and um, giving them the freedom um, so that they're not asking their friends who know just as much as they do that they're going to come to to us. And so that's what we're working hard to do right now because they're young and hopefully that will carry on when they're, you know, a little bit older, but, um, praying that God gives us opportunities and that we're aware of those when they come along. So, but parenting is hard. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Amen. Amen. Yeah. So I didn't know if Bill wanted, Bill no, was ready good. to speak. No, I didn't no, no, want it's all to. Good. I'm sorry. I'm, <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> feeds and I, it's one of those things that you're running the show too. I think you guys uh, are, are, are spot on though. I don't have, I don't have children. So um, I, I cannot, um, you know, speak into that uh, realm of, of uh, possibility yet. My wife and I are, are, do not have children yet. So, but we just got married about eight, eight, gosh, eight months ago. So, um, you know, or, or of August the 24th of 2019. So whatever that is, eight, eight months ago. So we don't, we don't have children yet, but, um, it's certainly something that, you know, we, we consider talking about how to raise our children and, um, you know, how are we going to teach them respect and love? And so absolutely. I mean, there's, there are so many different, um, you know, opportunities as, as future parents, uh, to, to, I think, reach into, uh, your child. And I think you guys have laid out great, great, um, 
great models of of, of, of parenthood for, for for many people. So that's that that's a wonderful thing. Great way to challenge. Great way to challenge uh, parents uh, to 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 live up to um, and and talk about you know tough issues. Um, knowing how to judiciously do that. Freak out later. Don't freak out right in front of your kids. So that's a that's a great uh, some really great wisdom in there. Truly it is. And what a blessing. I also have good news for those who are listening on this podcast is that both Tony McFadden and Marlene Downing will be guests on my online TV show, Journeys in Faith with Ann DeSantis on Fiat Ministry Network. And the date is going to be on Friday, July 10th at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. It will be a Facebook Live event and it'll be a podcast also on Patchwork Heart Ministry. So that will be an exciting thing for us to look forward to. And maybe we can uh, expand on some of the things that we talked about tonight. So that, that that's going to be great. And also, if I could, since we are headed toward the end of the program, I do want to remind everyone of their websites and uh, how you can get in touch with Tony McFadden and Marlene Downing. Tony's website, again, is TonyMcFadden.com, T O N I. M-C-F-A-D-D-E-N.com. She's a pro-life speaker and the founder of the program called Relationships Matter. So I would invite you to check it out because she's a fabulous speaker. And also we have Marlene Downing. Uh, Marlene is the uh, pro-life speaker and the author and the director of the Hope Pregnancy Center in Philadelphia. The website is hopepregnancycenters.org. And they're both very active in pro-life community. So what a blessing to us. Uh, wondered if both of you had some final words before we end. I'd just say thank you so much for having us on and be able to sh- share where we're coming from with this. And for those of you who are pro-life to keep fighting the fight, that it will be worth it in the end and to hold fast to Christ because he only has good things in store. Amen. Amen. Um, I would just say uh, for people to just stand on the foundation, uh, there is no greater place to be than the foundation and um, he will direct your path. So it doesn't matter whether people are coming against you and what it is that you know that he's directed you to just stand on that and and keep going. Beautiful stuff. Well, thank you both uh, so very much for being with us uh, tonight and look forward to having you back. Uh, It's going to be going to be great. So thank you so much for, for being here tonight. Thank you. Thank you. God bless. Yes. Well, folks, um, as we wrap up tonight's episode, I want to remind you of a couple things. Uh, first of all, head over to um, our, our both of our websites, uh, which are andysantis.com and patchworkheart.org. Um, and, you know, share this podcast with a friend. If you're listening to it right now, just hit that share button, especially on YouTube. Uh, hit the share and then hit the like button. Uh, and ring the little bell to subscribe to our uh, YouTube channel as well. That's that, that's always helpful. Uh, helps us get the word out uh, to more and more people. And uh, finally, if you are able, uh, go over and check out our premium content on Patreon. Uh, we have some wonderful series up there that are um, 
going to be uh, coming up, and we have a great uh, lineup already there. Uh, so you can get some really great Catholic inspiration, uh, some wonderful Catholic uh, speakers who are out there pouring their hearts out for, for Jesus um, and, and, and inspiring you to live uh, a life of, uh, you know, bold faith in, in the midst of this culture. So I want to I thank everybody uh, for joining us uh, this evening, uh, both our listeners and our guests and our, and our uh, you know, co-host Anne DeSantis. So thank you, Anne, for being here. It's just been a wonderful program, and, uh, and really appreciate uh, you and, and everybody that is uh, listening, and of course, Marlene Downing and Tony McFadden. So thank you to everybody. Uh, until next time, uh, I guess we got a couple um, recorded episodes, right, Anne, coming your way next week? We got two recorded episodes coming your way because both of us are on vacation, <laughs> right? Yeah, we're both on vacation next week. <laughs> so we have our, our 9 a.m. show uh, this coming uh, Tuesday, so please tune in in our next Thursday p.m. show. Um, I will be posting those on Sewing Hope Podcast, so you can find out who the guests will be by going to Facebook at S-E-W-I-N-G Hope Podcast. Perfect. And uh, we'll have them up for you, Yeah, even though we might be on a beach uh, relaxing. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in tonight. Until next time, keep beating to your Catholic heart. I'm Bill Snyder. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sewing Hope on Patchwork Heart Radio. For more information about this podcast and our ministries, visit our websites, patchworkheart.org and andesantis.com. You can also follow and interact with us on Twitter at PWH Ministry or andesantis2. Patchwork Heart Ministry and Fiat Ministry Network invite you to discover your mission. A brand new in-depth monthly video series featuring engaging Catholic speakers who will challenge you to live your life abundantly. For only $25 a month, you will receive a personal monthly mission, including three full-length inspirational talks that build upon a new theme each month. Sign up for the Discover Your Mission tier at patreon.com slash patchworkheartministry today.